0: Good evening and welcome to episode 55 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamantungwa Komalo. It's the Monday edition of the Private Property Podcast. Or as I was asking my guest earlier, I was like, what day of the week is it? I feel, I feel as though this day has had three days in it. Uh, I had a, a six-hour exam earlier today, so a part of me is beyond over this week uh, but I'm sure many of you of course are excited that we're back right here on the private property podcast and we're talking all things property we know that COVID-19 has certainly affected a number of us whether you've been retrenched at work whether you've had your income um, you know reduced but it's certainly also affected property investors or property owner we're certainly seeing a lot of our portfolio our property portfolio being affected by the effects of COVID-19 whether your tenants are unable to you know pay their rental in full or they oh, or are only able to you know, pay a, a small percentage of that rental. We're certainly seeing how it's affecting all of us. And as we've been you know, giving different tips and insights over the past few episodes, you've certainly said that it's important for both tenants and landlords to have a conversation about how they can best meet each other halfway. And that's why this evening we're talking about fail-safe investor tips for navigating a global crisis. And we'll be speaking um, to Daniel Morobodi, who's a director at M5 Property but before we start that conversation, remember we will be giving away that five thousand rand cash prize later on on the show. So you do not want to miss that one. We've been giving that money away for the past couple of episodes. I'm sure a lot of the viewers at home who've been, you know, the winners are quite excited that they're winning. But for many of us who probably have not been able to um, enter that competition, because if you remember, it was for everybody who entered the 100,000 Rand competition, you can stand a chance of winning one of two 1,000 Rand cash prizes and will be announcing the winners of that competition this coming Friday right here on the Private Property Podcast. And all you have to do to enter that competition is share with us what your property goals, dreams, and ambitions are. It's that simple. You can share it, whether it's on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, you know, Facebook, YouTube, whichever of our platforms. Just tell us what your goals, dreams, and ambitions are when it comes to property, and you stand a chance of walking away with one of two 1,000 Rand prizes. And of course, now to get started with this evening's topic, Daniel. Thank you so much for joining us this evening.
1: Thank you, happy um, to be here as well.
0: I think let's just first you know sort of start with painting the scene with how with, when it comes to how this COVID-19 crisis has uh, essentially affected different, uh, you know, people in the property space, particularly property investors, and especially the small-scale investors, because I think we we certainly want to distinguish between perhaps some of the big players, and they've certainly, you know, come out and said, certainly as big industry players and some of the big landlords who um, are operating even in the retail space, they've certainly come out and have given an indication of how they're being affected, but we often sometimes don't think about the small-scale investor, who's probably just got one or two, perhaps even three properties, and how they are probably hardest hit because they might not have reserves like some of the bigger players. How has this, you know, crisis essentially affected them?
1: Uh, this crisis is, is, is actually unprecedented. It's something that a lot of investors have have never been through any situation or any crisis as we are facing right now, the COVID-19 crisis. And r- right from the top, the commercial players uh, to, 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 the, to the individual investors, um, everybody has been affected and um, how you navigate through it is actually, uh, it's very tough uh, because it's, it's something that has never been here before. Uh, it's something that you've never expected before. Um, there's quite a lot of, of, of teachings about property and how you can you can try and navigate through it. But this this one is is one of the worst ones that you ever see. So, you know, your commercial investors at the moment, uh, most of them have, 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 have kicked back to landlords and some of them are not paying their rents. Some of them are, are paying half of their rents and depending on the negotiations that they can actually, you know, you know, manage to successfully negotiate with the with the landlords, and but the biggest the biggest issue would be uh, your asset class and where you have invested. Um, we invest in in lower asset class, and 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 at at that point, there's quite a mixed bag of of of, of tenants that you get when you invest. As investors, your lower LSM has a mixed bag, so. At the moment, uh, they, they are actually the the tenants that have been affected affected the most because but they don't have any well they, some of them do, but most of them don't have any formal savings. So to try and assist in this in this in this crisis, try and have that you know that 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 sense of ubuntu to try and assist somebody to go through um, uh, this crisis as we are trying also to run a successful business, it's been really tough to balance the two.
0: And I think, you know, it's actually interesting that you're even breaking up, um, you know, the different LSM's and and almost painting a picture of how uh, a slightly higher LSM might be effective might be affected versus a lower lsm it certainly isn't something that we've um dived into right here on the private property podcast perhaps let's look at that a little bit you know do you do you see the slightly higher lsm um having a better cushion in terms of how they're managing this crisis i mean we certainly are seeing that retrenchments are obviously happening at different levels um, of type or different types of jobs so it's not necessarily that only uh you know unskilled labor is being um retrenched but we're certainly seeing it in in different spaces or business units for example in a particular company have you been finding certainly within you know your business and some of the customers that you're dealing with that high lsms have uh, been able to have a better cushion in um trying to weather the storm that we find ourselves in right now
1: yeah definitely i mean we're in south africa and um uh, most of 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 our tenants, uh, they become you know the middle to the lower LSM. The higher LSM, of course, has has had a slightly better cushion, and uh, they've got a slightly better uh, a better understanding of what the the um, you know the, the crisis brings, and um, uh, we've we've certainly seen uh, that part of of the industry sort of like dealing slightly better. With, 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 with the crisis um, than the, lower, the middle to the lower LSM. Uh, the middle to the lower LSM slightly needs more assistance. Um, and at this point, it's, it's because of our economic crisis that we've been facing since before COVID-19. Um, we've seen those type of trends coming in. And um, as landlords, we've tried to, to assist as much as we can um, you know, to to sort of like have everybody, uh, you know, s- go through the process and 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 see this through, and we come out on the other side with with a better with a better society, with, better, with the better people that we've assisted who, who can actually uh, still live their lives in in normality. world it's going to be the new normal after all of this, but. Um, as landlords, we've, we've really seen that lower LSM compared to higher LSM has actually been a big difference. Uh, but we, we try to come in and, and assist as much as possible.
0: To our viewers at home, you know, I certainly want to hear from you. If you're a property investor, perhaps you're a landlord, what are some of the tips do you have for other viewers at home who are perhaps struggling with navigating some of the economic um, you know, consequences of the COVID-19 crisis? How, were there any interventions that you put in place that helped you cushion your, uh, you know, property portfolio? What are they? I think this is a great learning experience, certainly for all of us. As you know, Daniel said that this is quite unprecedented for certainly a lot of us investors, especially those of us who started our investment journey after 2008. So we didn't have to um, you know, deal with the 2008 economic crisis. And certainly, if you're in South Africa, it didn't affect us as much as, for example, our counterparts in, in the US. So we were relatively buffered, um, even within the property sector. So, certainly, want to hear from viewers at home what are the different ways that you've found to be useful in, in navigating this, especially even in some of the conversations that you're having with your tenant? Um, and if you're a tenant, some of the conversations you've been proactive in having with your landlord. So, Daniel, let's get to, you know, some of the tools. Tools that certainly as investors we we need at our disposal um, as we navigate this. Because I think as much as we are, what, nearly 100 days into um, the lockdown, we're certainly mm-hmm aware that we haven't quite felt you know the the peak of COVID-19 crisis we're certainly hearing those reports from the health ministry and we know that even from an economic perspective we haven't quite felt those effects. Um, We're still going to see the state of the economy being uh, sort of worse off than what it currently is. All estimates right now aren't particularly positive in terms of um, the rate of which South Africa is going to grow and perhaps even some of the monetary policy um that has been put in place for us to try and recover we've certainly seen you know the reserve bank doing the best that it can to put in place um you know policies or by reducing our interest rates in ensuring that it eases things as much as possible but of course a lot of us are still going to fall through the cracks so what are then daniel you know some of the tools Certainly, tips that you can share with our views at home um, that are going to help us in, in weathering the COVID 19 economic crisis as much as possible.
1: Basically, at this point, um, at M5 Property Addicts, what we have is, is, is a full team that, that supports our properties, that look after our properties. Uh, we have First Peak, that is, is our managing uh, partner, but it's still uh, a subsidiary of, of M5. So we've basically increased our, um, our workforce in trying to understand individuals in each and every single individual in our properties to understand what their problem is and how we can assist. And um, our contracts are still running, of course, because every single tenant that we have has a contract with us. So our contracts are still running and where when rental guarantees can kick in, they do kick in. And some of the rentals we've deferred uh, to try and assist um, as much as possible, um, as a landlord, that's that's basically what you can do, and uh, all of it, of course, is done through um, through a legal process to make sure that all the parties uh, are protected. And um, we've uh, so far we've we've done that quite uh, quite drastically and quite extensively in, in the space, and basically. The biggest tip that 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 I can give in, in in this class is that you need to have a full team that can support you as a property investors and um, also support the tenant as well. Because some of the tenants you will find that landlords have some tenants that have been there for years um, that that you understand the payment patterns and 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 the work patterns and and they've actually been very very loyal to to to, to landlords and those are those are the tenants that that you try and assist you try and give as much help to you try and and, and, and try and cushion this, this period for them so that they come community and still have a place to uh, to live a place to stay that is dignified and we've we've exhausted all, all the options and. With most of our tenants, it, it actually has worked out for us that we've um, we've engaged one on one with with our tenants as much as we can. Of course, like I said, there's there's resources that we needed to 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 commit to it, but it's it's it has helped so much so that uh, we have seen an increase uh, in um, in in rental commitment. We've seen an increase in rental payment even though uh, at, at, at the start of this a lot of people did not know what they were doing you know and some people were, were at a threat of losing jobs and and they needed to navigate between paying rent or buying food and with the assistance that has been given to them from the landlords they've actually been able to uh to cushion that and and be able to to live in a place for a very longer time and to be to be able to to pay rent and 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 to continue uh, to continue being being a good tenant that they, they have been. So it's it's been it's been difficult. It's, it's it's you know you go over and above what what a landlord would be doing, um, but it's all because at this point, like I said, it's unprecedented times, something that we've never seen before, and um, you know as landlords you try to be as, as 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 accommodative as you can be. So those are the some of the things that we have done, but it's 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 it was a big assist to us to have and to introduce and to commit as many resources as we can to try and understand people's situation and how we can assist. I am, of
0: course, this evening joined by Daniel Moropodi, who is a director at M5 Property Addicts. We're talking about the fail-safe investor tips for navigating a global crisis. We're going to go for a quick break. And when we come back, I actually want to pick up on this, uh, you know, this idea of having a full team uh, to support you as a landlord that Daniel has pointed out. Uh, firstly, just even wanting to know what does that team comprise of and what exactly do they do? And in the event where you're a small-scale investor who obviously doesn't have big profit margins How do you then make sure that you still have the right um, you know, resources that you can use uh in place of having a full-on team, because certainly as M5 property addicts, they would have a bigger, or an opportunity to have a big team that will help them um, in making sure that rental collection is done. But certainly a lot of us are still at a slightly smaller scale, and so might not be able to have, uh, you know, some of those resources. We're also, of course, going to be taking some of your questions and comments at home, so do send them through. I've already seen some, uh, some of them, and we're going to be dealing with them shortly. We are going for a quick break, as I said, I certainly want to hear from you know the small scale investors and landlords. What have you been able to do to you know best weather the storm? Um, have you had a proactive conversation with your tenants? And if you've had, how has it been? You know, are there any tips and tools that you've been able to find useful in helping you navigate the global you know the COVID nineteen effects? And how so many of us certainly as property investors. Are feeling the pinch where it is concerned. We're gonna go for a quick break and we'll be back just after this. Tips for dealing with the bag. So perhaps you're renting in a property where it is run by a body corporate. Understanding the basic calculation income minus expenses. And you want to be left with a positive income.
1: It is a very tough game. It's not easy at all. To stay ahead of um, knowing exactly what what your clients need, what, what their teething issues are. Have a joint, move, and inspection.
2: But a lot of people that are coming into sectional title, homeowners associations, are just
0: like you described, First, not only first-time homeowners, but first-time owners and residents in community schemes. They get to see the perspective from the other side of the and I think
1: that's a really important thing to do. It's a market that's estimated to to be transacting at at least nine billion rand per year. So it's a huge market.
2: In order to get there, you need to be able to build up a
1: track record. Your cash flow model needs to be sharp. A
0: quote comes to mind. The best time to buy a property was about 10 years ago. The next best time is now. Yeah. Good evening and welcome back to episode 55 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamantungwa Kumailu. This evening, I'm joined by Daniel Murupodi, who is a director at M5 Property Addicts. We're looking at fail safe tips for navigating a global crisis. We are, of course, taking your questions and comments. Whether you're watching us on Twitter, on YouTube, or on Facebook, do send them through. We'll be going through some of them shortly. And I did, as you know, promise that later on in the show, we're also going to be giving away that 5,000 rand prize. So that's certainly something that you want to stay tuned for. We've got a question coming in here from um, from our fa- from Facebook. And that question is coming in, um, Daniel, it's coming in from Kay Fortune, who asks, or who says, my sister's renting and the landlord gave them no form um, of relief in terms of a reduction in payment. What can she do?
1: Basically, in that type of circumstance, like I said, it's a relationship between the landlord and the tenant. Um, so the first, the first play that, 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 that your sister can do is to actually approach the landlord and, and actually state their grievances on, on exactly what the issue is and why it is that the rental reduction is needed from her side. Um, and from the landlord side, it would be that they would need proof that actually she is distressed. Um, it could be in the form of a letter from, a, from, from the employer, or any other proof that is needed in that sense, so that it is legit whatever she saying, because we have found that, as, as landlords, that there's, there's quite a lot of people trying to use the global crisis, the COVID-19, to try and avoid paying rent. But if you do that, then you got to have your facts in order and to, for, for your landlord to understand that this is actually a crisis for you and it has affected you in a manner that you can't really, really pay mm-hmm. um, because maybe your, your, your salary is reduced to you. You haven't worked that many days or you're, you know, there's, there's something that's going on with your employer, but there needs to be some sort of conversation and there needs to be enough transparency between the two of you to understand that you need this assistance for these type of reasons, and this is how much assistance that you need. And then the landlord, in that sense, can say, okay, cool, then maybe for this month you can pay half the rent and the rest of it will be deferred over the months. And um, in that sense, you can pay this half rent to assist you for one, two, three months, and moving forward, then you can you you can then make the difference.
0: And of course, uh, you know one of the episodes, or a few of the other episodes that we've had had on uh, Michelle Dickens as well as Silness stay Michelle is the MD. Of uh, TPN Credit Bureau and Silverstein is the MD of SSLR Incorporated. And something that both parties actually came up with is that rental relief pack um that is freely available you can go onto their website and it certainly helps you in having a legal document that sets out what dan has essentially said so whatever you and your landlord ultimately agree on you'll then have the actual contract so you fill in what those respective amounts what the time frame is going to be and that essentially also gives you uh you know a legal document that you can use as you're having this conversation we've got a a a comment here coming in from uh youtube and this one is coming in from uh Luto Tiamo, who says, I think it's very important that le- for landlords to arrange payment struct- structure with their tenants and advise tenants to not use their deposit. Thank you very much for that comment, Luto. And Luto is contacting us on YouTube. Another one from YouTube is actually a question from Mpule J, who says, hi, my name is Mpule, and Mpule is... Uh, joining us from the U.S. and she just wanted to find out what the requirements are in buying
1: land. Uh, Do you have
0: any advice on that one,
1: uh, Daniel? It depends on what you're buying the land for. Uh, You can buy land for commercial reasons, you can buy land for private use, you can buy land to build a house and and all the stuff. So it, it depends on what you're buying the land for. Uh, but the requirements will basically be the same as you would be buying a property because you need to be able to afford the bond if 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 you're not buying cash, you need to be able to afford the bond. If you can afford the bond, then and your your credit record and the banks can actually really approve you to buy the land. The requirements are just exactly the same as it is when you are buying a, a property, a full house. So there's, there's, no, there's no difference between buying a land and and a and a property that you would live in, except for the use that uh the ultimate use that you're using it for afterwards. Uh but uh yeah, you just need to make sure that it is zoned properly for 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 the use that you would want to use it for. If you wanna use it for commercial reasons, make sure that the land that you are buying is zoned for that use uh, because we find quite a, lot of, quite a lot of times when we buy some properties we, we, we want to make sure that the properties are for commercial use but some properties that are being sold that has the potential actually don't have the zoning then that is an extra cost to you that you need to rezone it that can take uh, another year or two that could cost a little bit more uh, than which, what you expected. So just make sure that the land is zoned correctly.
0: And I think another one there is, in the event where you're going to you know, get it bonded, being aware that most banks would typically require 30, sometimes even 40% um, of the bond amount. So you really, I think I haven't heard of a case where um, land is bought and you receive 100% bond. And I remember even when we had somebody from APSA, they did say that banks typically uh, take a very prudent view on on land because it's quite difficult for them to to offload that stock in the event where you default on your mortgage and they now need to sell it off. So you essentially also have to be prepared to raise that 40% um, deposit for the land. Another uh, comment here uh, in terms of tips from one of our regular viewers, this one coming in from Bong Sabakwe. Now who says, tip one, both my properties are excess bond accounts. Both are loaded for rainy days. The decrease in interest rates has resulted in the ability to put more in the excess bond. Any issues I draw from the excess bond, when you apply for a bond, make sure you make sure it's an excess bond account. APSA gives, gives it to you automatically by Standard Bank, you apply for it not sure of the other banks, that's my top tip. And that's actually an important one um, The Danielle, I did say that before the break, I actually wanted us to look at, you know, you mentioned before we went on the break that certainly as M5 property addicts, you have a full team to support you as you know the landlord or as M5 property. When we look at small scale um, landlords, what does that team actually consist of?
1: Basically, what it is, is um, most most agents or at the moment most agents are moving towards the rental space uh, basically they can provide you with 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 uh, the legal the legal perspective basically the lawyers uh the rental agents who can actually find the people to rent your property um, and also just to take care of your property in terms of maintenance uh, which which is one of the most important things because <clears throat> um, no matter what you do in your property, it still needs to look as good as possible so that the next person can rent it if ever your tenant wants to move out. So the three most important people are your agent that can actually rent the place out. It will be your attorney who can then um, get you the right and uh, the proper rental lease agreements in place then it's your contractors that can assist in an event where you need any maintenance in your property. Um, but um, if you are a small scale investor with one property or two properties, some people like to do it themselves. But um, as investors, we, we like to, to make sure that that part is, is taken care by other people so that we have enough time to find more properties to invest in. So I would suggest that you find a really good uh, agent that can, that is very well aware of the surroundings of, of the area. That can actually rent the place out for you. And usually um, those, those, those type of uh, agents have the team behind them uh, that can take care of this. So that's how you can take advantage of, of, of having a rental agent. Of course, there is a fee. Um, that is charged. Some people charge between they charge between anything between uh, four and ten percent of of your rental from for managing your property. But that will definitely give you more room, more time, more professional services um, that, that, that that the the agent would have access to. Um, and uh, your property will stay. You will always have and a, a tenant. If not a tenant, it it. it Basically, they would have rental guarantees that would guarantee your rental uh, in that sense, so that you can have more time to yourself, more time to look for more properties, more time to invest. So as, as a small scale investor, that's what you need to do. You need to find an, an expert an expert agent how, who has what the, the, the property uh, landscape in your area of, of, of focus. Um, to a point where you are comf- comfortable with them and, and, and you need to sit down with them and understand your needs and understand their needs and uh, you guys need to, to have a contract and understand who is, is doing what and, and what's, what's, what's really good for you and you need to choose an agent that, that can do that for you. So that's how you can take advantage of it. Um, as, as big investors, people have like big teams behind them but um, agents have now gone to a point where they can actually assist you with that at very minimal fee.
0: And Daniel, before I let
1: you go this evening,
0: any final tips for investors at home and how they can best safeguard their property
1: investment? Number one, educate yourself. It is important. All right. Um, uh, the property business, as much as it's it's it, it it is a very lucrative business. You need to educate yourself. You need to you need to know what you're doing. Invest in your education. Invest in your knowledge. That that is one of the first tips that you you want to uh, do before you even invest any of the money that you have into property. Um, that's why, as M Five Property Addicts we have M Five Diversity, M Five Property Varsity where we we teach people how to invest, when to invest, and teach them all the tricks that, uh, that are available in the, in the business and whatever strategies you want to use, uh, we can actually teach you that. So the, the biggest tip to doing this right and to doing this successfully is invest as much as possible in your education. Daniel, we're going
0: to leave it there this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And that is Deanna Murugudi, who's a director at M5 Property Addicts. We're going to go for a quick break. And when we come back, we're giving away that 5,000 Rand cash prize to one lucky winner. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to episode fifty-five of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host Samantha Kumalo. It is, of course, that time of the evening where we get to give away five thousand rand cash to one lucky viewer, and we're just about ready for you know our draw. As many of you know, how this one goes, I love giving away money. I think, uh, and I always say this, that I cannot wait until we start giving away houses right here on the Private Property Podcast. But we're ready to get this evening's lucky draw underway. Just to go through some of the rules, remember that this competition was was open to the people who entered that 100,000 Rand cash price only. And it's also open, of course, to estate agents as they are not employees of private property. One lucky winner is going to be randomly drawn right here, live on air, and you'll get to see who that lucky winner is. And the third rule is that the private property team is going to contact that one lucky winner uh, within 24 hours of us drawing their name. And should we not be able to reach the winner in that 24 hour period, then the price is going to roll over. So it's very important that when the team gives you that call, you pick up and we're able to verify your details. We're ready to get the 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 pick going. I see that we've just pressed start. Of course, this is nearly forty-six thousand names that went into the hat that we'll be drawing from this evening, and the lucky winner gets to walk away with that five thousand rand prize. I'm sure it's you know it's the end of the month. Anybody could use with that extra five thousand rand boost. Um, You know, it's certainly something that we didn't have budgeted for. You'd be able to do so many interesting things with that. Money, I see that we're just about ready to see who that lucky winner is, and the lucky winner is Lisa Loth. That is Lisa Loth. Congratulations, you walk away with that 5,000 rand cash price. I hope you do pick up when the private property team calls you in the next 24 hours to verify your details. Well, folks, that's it for us this evening right here on the Private Property Podcast. It's been an incredible day. Uh, A part of me even forgot that it's actually a Monday. As I said earlier, I wrote a very long six hour uh, applied macroeconomics test. So a part of me is slightly out of it, Uh, but we're going to recover and we'll be back Right here on the Private Property Podcast with myself, Isamandu Kumalo, tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. You can catch us, of course, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. Congratulations again to Lisa Loth for winning that 5,000 Rand prize. Until then, we'll be back tomorrow evening. I hope you're staying home and staying safe.
2: Hi, I'm Julia Chen. I'm a restauranteur living in the Cape Town City Bowl. My restaurant, Hallelujah, is situated right in the heart of the city. Over the last few years, the influx of young professionals has created so many new and exciting things to see and do. The rejuvenation of the city has been something really special to experience. There are some really beautiful suburbs in our neighborhood. Nestled below the iconic Table Mountain lies a and Tamburšlo, filled with unique and beautiful homes. There's such a young vibe in the city, with an incredible blend of diverse cultures catering to everybody's desire. Within the city, there are so many genuine and passionate people, and you'll find them in places like the Woodstock Exchange. Offering everything from handcrafted works, art, to a culinary experience hard to forget. For those who enjoy the outdoors, Lion's Head and Table Mountain are phenomenal places to explore. Living in the City Bowl has definitely given me my dream lifestyle and this is my neighborhood.